Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, episode fire for our Danish-speaking friends. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful, historic downtown Concord. I'd be your host, Biggin, and I'll let you figure out why they call me that. We've got a great show lined up for you today, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this crazy side show. That's right, I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll, Mojo! What's up, buddy? How was your week? Oh, buddy. Pack it up, pack it in. <laughs> Let us begin. <laughs> you know, I probably sang that once or twice at the karaoke. I must admit that. I can't. I don't know the words enough to do it, so. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. You can find us on Instagram, Twitters, Facebook. Find us on the web, southernfriedphilosophy.com, SFP Radio, um, on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And also Facebook is Southern Fried Philosophy. We are up to almost 200 likes on Facebook. Almost. We which are is, three uh, short. Yeah, which is awesome because considering we're not really doing any promotion. Nope. So appreciate you guys listening in. We have a jam-packed show for today. So we do. <laughs> rock us away, man. <laughs> well, we do uh, have a jam-packed show. We will be talking about how you be darn. Uh You have something about the city of Charlotte and how we're not very nice to people. Yes. And yes, um, I'm going to be talking about a story that I'm not very proud of, but we do have a couple of guests in, in studio with us. So uh, I am pleased to announce our Poke Master. We have Jeremy in the house. <laughs> What's up, Jeremy? Hey, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> hey, up to the mic. sorry. There you go. He's playing Pokemon right now. <laughs> he, he found a Pikachu in the hallway. <laughs> Come on back here. <laughs> and then we've got Dennis from Bad Mother Smokers. Is that what? That's it. All right. And he's going to be talking about his business that he's brought to in the Concord area, so yep. we're excited about that. He's a competition smoker. Hey. Competition barbecue smoker. There you go. All right, cool. So without further ado, let me ask you like I always ask you. Mojo, how you be doing? You know, I'm I'm all right. I actually had some tests done yesterday. Yeah, so, so tell us about that. Yeah, they uh um first episode, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Um I had a heart transplant, so uh, routine biopsy checkup and um, everything went smooth and got the call today again and have a zero rejection rate so that's uh, that's an oh, awesome wow. thing. yeah so that's so, breaking news right that is breaking news wow. um, they called and said I have zero rejection so that's uh, that's good news so, yeah no doubt but know what what burns my biscuits buddy mm-hmm. what's is, up uh, Charlotte just made the top fifteen cities of the, or the rudest cities list on the travel and leisure magazine site wow so yeah I mean. We're in the South. I, I can see some of it, but it's I, I don't see it. I, nope. I think everybody's pretty polite. Yeah. So um, New York was obviously on, on one of the top one. I think it was the top one. Phoenix was uh, number two. Right. So never been to Phoenix, but never. Um, New York, definitely. Sure. I but Charlotte, how, how are we on that list? I mean, there's so many other cities that you could think of. So Yeah. No, I mean, I lived in Missouri. I've right. lived in Texas. I've lived in Florida. All of those are worse than... By far worse than Charlotte. Yeah, I mean every every state has their own cities the, of, of rude people. Usually right. centered around the capital, usually where all the money changers yeah, are. But, that's true. But Charlotte's pretty nice. I I thought. I mean, yeah, everybody seems to wave it. Well, waves at people most of the time and lets them in traffic and things. I like that. I get a lot of. Hey, I'm number ones. A lot of people tell me I'm number one Was, with the phone finger or no, no, with the middle finger. <laughs> They don't like me too much when I'm driving. You, well, because I'm trying to find Pokemon, and I'm like, you know, cutting right, people off right, and stuff. Right. So. Man, what a what a craze that is. So. <laughs> so I have kind of gotten a little obsessed with this Pokemon thing. Really? 
Now I'm I'm 38 years old, and I know better than this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm driving around and I'm looking for Pokemon, almost like killing people. It's sad. Have you have you gone gone into any graveyards or hospitals I, or nursing homes? I don't okay. understand it well enough to even under like know what I'm supposed to be doing. Other than like I just my phone bu- buzzes and I know oh I should look at it because there's right. a Pokemon around. Well, you know, um, I don't have a problem with the game per se mm-hmm. because there's probably a lot of positives out there. And plus, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I sure I, I'm sure I do stupid things and like stupid things that other people would consider stupid. But right. it's just not my generation, right? So it's kind of hard to get into it because. You know, being almost forty now, um, and probably coming from a religious background, maybe it was out before then because my Bible Bible thumping parents wouldn't allow me <laughs> allow me to look at anything that was demonic. So. Now, if there's a Tetris go, you'd be all about it. Probably so. Yeah, there are Mario <laughs> Brothers or Excite Bike or anything that you put a quarter in slot and played with pong. joystick. Yeah, pong. <laughs> I'm not that old, but <laughs> but still though, I, I, so I don't understand the concept of it. But um, but I can see it's getting a lot of people off the couch outside. Sure. But you know. The things I have problems with it are people like yesterday I was in uh, Burkdale Village here, <laughs> and uh, here in the Charlotte area, uh-huh. and you just have kids walking out in the street looking at their phones, not looking at traffic. So, right. Well, um, so the other day I I took some medicine, and <laughs> it, well, one of the, the side effects is it makes you pee quite a lot. I think I've heard of this and may have been on this medicine before. So yeah, so I I you know took the medicine. And it was about thirty minutes later. I was. I said, "Well, I, I don't have to pee. I guess it's not working." This is my, one of the first times I took it, so I decided, "Hey, I'm going to go on a pokey hunt and walk walk around the uh, the neighborhood." So I'm you know, just walking around, having a good old time, and uh, nothing's happening until all of a sudden, "Hey, buddy!" It gets a hold of my spine, and and I've got to pee, and I'm on the clear other side of the neighborhood. Um, so <laughs> I'm walking slash. As big as as big as I am, it, walking turns into running, which is actually like slow jogging <laughs> for me. But then there, then I'm in a handle, right? So now there's a, a specific Pokemon that I've been looking for, trying to find, and I, I find it, but I've got to pee so bad, and so I have to stop and catch the Pokemon, which that takes you know a good you know thirty seconds or so, and then I try as hard as I can to get to the bathroom. <laughs> At the house, and I am I'm going as fast. I'm picking them up and putting them down as quickly as I can, and so I get to the bathroom, and I know like there is no way I'm going to make the toilet, so I just strip as fast as I can in the shower. And I open up the shower door and I fire hose that sucker straight in there, and, and it was the best feeling I've yeah. had since my honeymoon. I'm telling you, it was oh, such a relief. Let the let the river flow. <laughs> But into the shower, which actually, to be honest with you, is not a bad urinal option for guys. Actually, in some in some bars, they actually use the uh, like showers or like a tub for a trough. I don't know if you've seen those. In yeah, some of the finer establishments that I have gone in the past. <laughs> so, or you like try to pee in the the drain hole. Yeah, 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 I've seen those before. So you're willing to sacrifice your dignity for a Pokemon character? Yeah, evidently, that was the case. Well, was, I, ca- I call all the morning dog walkers that are out there with their dogs, uh, uh-huh. the ones who pick up the poop, I call them poopy-mons. Now. <laughs> so, there's quite a few of them out there collecting a lot of poopy mine turds. Side note, I saw. I don't know if you saw this, but there's an Uber for dog poop. Like, oh, really? There's a little tracker that you can put on your dog, and then every time it poops, you like can hit a button. Marks it. And it marks it, and then some guy will come over and pick up your, the dog's poop. Wow. Well, I know there's a truck that comes in our neighborhood called Duty Patrol. Really? Yeah. 
that's that's his full time business. It's actually, it's a franchise. Think huh. of the person who came up with the franchise for turds. <laughs> so it's called McDonald's. <laughs> they're I'm the lar- they're the largest. So you you Jeremy, you do enjoy the the old McDonald's every once in a while. But uh, we probably shouldn't be talking about that because my fiance will probably listen. Oh yeah, she doesn't know you that do I picked not, up McDonald's on the way here. You do not like McDonald's, and you do not like that chocolate cake that's sitting on the table. <laughs> no, no. By the way, we do have a chocolate cake by Volani's, which is in beautiful historic downtown Concord. And it's delicious, right? Yeah, chocolate, peanut butter, ganache, cake, Mm -hmm. triple layer. So very good. It's very good. Um, If you want to, you can probably go back and do that little, uh, you know how, like on CNN, they'll like disguise a person's voice. You can do that for Jeremy. That way his his wife doesn't recognize. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could just edit it out, but I won't. Yeah. So that's all right. Maybe directly send her an audio (laughs) copy, too. (laughs) He's not on his diet. No. Uh, So, uh, but you're here to talk about some Pokemon stuff so you know again i don't know what i'm doing on this thing i just know my phone buzzes and i'm supposed to catch something so explain it explain learn us something here uh, so this uh this game came out in the late 90s when i was right around in middle school and in the game you travel the world and find all these creatures and catch them and try to catch them all Uh, just as, like where in the world the is Karma San Diego? Basically, okay. basically. Um, <laughs> I love how you use the tagline in explaining the game. You have to, you have to. <laughs> um, so as a uh, growing middle school boy that I was, <laughs> l- falling in love with Pokemon and playing all the time, the mm-hmm. card game, the video game, everything, all I thought was this would be awesome if I could do this in real life. Mm-hmm. As a 28-year-old young boy, <laughs> Nintendo and Niantic has made it possible for me to do this in real life. Mm-hmm. So I can just walk around and catch these creatures in real life. Wow. So it's a uh, augmented reality game mm-hmm. where, um, based on uh, your geolocation, there's different creatures and they show up in different places. Um, and you can catch them and you can catch them through... Looking through your camera, mm-hmm. you can actually see the Pokemon in your world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's some, you know, pretty cool stuff with that and seeing, yeah. uh, catching all the, all your po- favorite Pokemon. Yeah. And we, you and I have been like texting back and forth, hearing about the game, hearing about the release for almost a year now, right? Yeah, been- absolutely. And uh, my 12 uh, year old nephew has been bugging me just as much. <laughs> waiting for the game to come out and he's actually the one who told me before anyone like before i knew that it was coming out he hit me up and was like this game is coming out you gotta download it wow so, so it's probably so there's some positive aspects because actually brought oh, some yeah. generations together yeah yeah again. and getting people out getting people meeting new people um sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad but mm-hmm. also there's um so a part of the game where you have to do certain steps mm-hmm. um so it gets people out walking and um, it's location based, so you have to go to certain places um, to find different Pokemon. So there is that exercise aspect in getting gamers out of out of the basement. I do I do <laughs> like the aspect. I'm a, a free market catalyst, so mm-hmm. I do love the aspect that um, it's generating money in the economy because, and probably people that normally oh, yeah. wouldn't spend that money because um, I, I belong to some Uber chat boards. I'm just kind of reading about Uber because they're internally having some problems and mm. um facing some government restrictions but anyway um 
a lot of the local drivers here and actually here nationally have actually experienced a lot of the increased spikes driving people around just for Pokemon. Wow. So that's kind of an expensive, <laughs> expensive hobby, but, right. but these drivers are reporting extra cash flow economy. Yeah. Um, plus uh, Niantic, this uh, developers, I think they're reporting revenues of $1.7 million a day. That's so, insane. Yeah. So. Well, so there's now um, Pokemon bar crawls. So you can mm. go out with everyone in Charlotte and go through all the different bars um, and catch Pokemon together. Um, and then there's also a Uber service, Uber-like service, just for Pokemon. And they will literally just take you from gym to gym to gym. And they've got, like, the shortest path figured out so that you can hit everything. It's so, crazy. So the bar crawl, mm-hmm. so, like, after, like, eight or ten drinks, you might even see these characters and just <laughs> without even looking at your phone. It's a good possibility. How okay. many Jägermeisters have you had? <laughs> there's a Charmander right there. Yeah. Yeah. Or what's the pickup line with that? Hey, baby, would you like to see my Pikachu? Do you mind if I peek at you? Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> I never even thought but, uh, about that. Yeah, so also there's some great stories now coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a, a guy who just quit his job to, Y'all. to catch. He's in, he's out of uh, New Zealand. Y'all. I'm sure there's probably a few oh, yeah. here. But um, he's trying to catch all 250. He's trying to be the first person to travel around and catch all 250. Um, he's one of them. Animal shelters are now offering uh, proposals. <laughs> Come by and walk a dog while you're out searching. Okay. It's actually increased your right. adoption rate. So that's kind of cool. That's good. Uh, pizza places and other businesses are dropping lures to attract people to come in, maybe yeah. drive business. But also in the negative aspect of that, there's people dropping lures and luring people out into, for you know crime and stuff like that. Or, or sure. watching them show up at a spot and then following back to their house. And, and there's been, seven, I think, 10 or 11 reported crimes right now with that and let's see uh, i do enjoy the people making the videos now about hacking the stuff like they're they're rubber banding the phone to the ceiling fan to hatch eggs faster <laughs> so, have you so, heard about that I, I haven't but i will be trying it tonight that yeah. or they put it on the dog that's yeah with the dog running that. around the backyard well yeah. my dog would just lay on the couch so that kind of feeds the purpose but uh, you got negative points negative yeah steps but yeah. you know but also, the other negative ones are people falling off cliffs. <laughs> Two people rescued in California the other day, or San Diego the other day. So, no. And then a cop, 28-year-old cop, ran his car into a tree <clears throat> while driving around looking for Pokemon. <laughs> so you got that. Yeah. Darwin did say something about those people. Darwin's waiting room. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> with, with the technology, I, that has a direct impact of Darwin because they're they're not dying as quickly as they need to be. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thinning out the herd is what you're saying? Yeah, they're, they're Orwell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're keeping these dumb people alive way longer than they should be. Just uh, let nature take take control. Free market works. Darwin works. Yeah, there just you go. let people die. There you go. Y'all. So to uh, also bring it back around to the whole McDonald's thing, mm. McDonald's just made a deal with them. It's the first commercial deal. Um, sorry, first commercial deal with um the game so uh they're gonna set up i forget how many is like two thousand um gyms at mcdonald's locations to get people to come to mcdonald's i'm, wow. I'm sure they need all the help they can get right now so <laughs> dropping sales so so i thought that was uh that's yeah. pretty interesting and that's um you know what they're going on right now yeah and uh when it comes out in japan in the next couple of days there it'll actually be live in mcdonald's in japan Wow. I mean, this thing really, I mean, you said free market, but it it can generate a ton of revenue for, for any company. Sure. So can can we convince you, Jeremy, to make your two biggest and best Pokemon? Can you rename them to Mojo and Biggin? I'm sure I can uh, I can do that if the game ever loads. 
<laughs> That's it right. Is. All the servers are crashing. The servers are down pretty hard right now. So you'll do that? I will. Oh, I'll awesome. send in some screenshots. That'll be beautiful. We'll put them on the website so there you, you can go. see. There you go. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. Uh, the conspiracy. Oh, on. there is yeah, a conspiracy yeah. theory on this. Well, Go ahead. you know, every, around everything, there's always conspiracy. I'm not saying I necessarily endorse it or mm-hmm. believe it, but it, it is kind of interesting. Um, the uh, developer of Pokemon Go, the uh, Niantic, was founded by a guy named John Hawk. Uh, or Hanky, sorry, John Hanky, and um, he actually received he actually received his funding um, through a CIA venture capitalist group, and actually started Google Earth, hmm. the mapping system. Okay, um, I'm sorry, the the venture capitalist group was called Qtel or Inqtel. Um, they're still around. You can look them up. They're just a uh, capital ventures group, and they invest in a lot of technology. And what they do is they look for independent. independent Strategic, easy, easy for you to say. <laughs> That's right. They look for independent companies that are not necessarily government government related, but they're looking for new independent companies that are kind of cutting edge as far as uh, surveillance slash mm. um, technology. That's the reason why they invested in this John Hankey and his company. John <laughs> Hankey also came. He actually um, came out with uh, the first game called Ingress. Oh yeah, you know, which I, I knew about, and obviously Pokemon's a, has blown past that success rate. Here he had kind of the back the back software as far as uh, mapping out, but the, some of the conspiracy theories are, are all drawn back to um, this is the probably the largest uh, technology. I mean, everyone has a smartphone today, mm-hmm. and I don't have many subscribers are playing this um, Pokemon Go game, but a lot of the conspiracies center around people are actually mapping out the interiors of buildings alleyways stuff that like a google google car or google satellite may not necessarily get to so um there's been reports that like for example there's a uh, ford plant i think Mm -hmm. i was telling you about this other day ford plant that uh actually was a covert or not not covert but a secret where they where they do all their r&d and stuff like that well one of their workers actually uh uh, brought in and was playing Pokemon Go, and they actually mapped out the interior of this building. Oh, wow. um, several countries have also expressed the same thing. China has uh-huh. China is actually uh, ban- uh, banning Pokemon Go. They're they're oh. actually taking it off the surface there. I don't know how they do that, but listen, they they ban a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's they nothing do. new for them. They do, but also Japan is actually worried about it too, it, as far as making mapping out some of their military bases and stuff like that. So who knows? I don't know. I mean, I, it's kind of interesting to see that you got two of the large, you got Google and yeah. also the CIA behind yeah. as far as investment and development. So, so can we, can we try to find some Pokemon near area 51? That, do, that doesn't exist <laughs> or does it exist? I don't uh, know. It does exist. The truth is out there. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little late on that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> So that's uh, that wraps up this segment. When we come back, we're going to give you a story called One Red Paperclip and how we are going to take over the world like Pokemon Go, but we're only really asking for a five-year radio contract. And then we will have Dennis, who is the owner of Bad Mother Smokers Bar- Backyard Barbecue. So he'll be on the show and tell us about his story and his barbecue. So we'll be back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. everybody we're back this is the southern fried philosophy podcast little wagon wheel for us on the, on the comeback one of my favorite jams is it really yeah 
Ever? Uh, actually, uh, my oldest daughter, that was, uh, she knows every word of that song since probably the age of two. Oh, wow. Yeah, she'd jam out to it in the back of the car. <laughs> I was, uh, I'm part of Big Brothers Big Sisters, and uh-huh. uh, my little brother also jams to that song. It's, it's, a, it's a great song. <laughs> it is a great song, but he, he only likes the Darius you, version. Really? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, I don't think he knows I, about the other one. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta show him Old Crow. It was funny the other day. Uh, we were out getting some Sweet Frog, and he was like, hey, you need to listen to the song. And I was like, okay, what is it? And he said, I bet you've never heard it. It's uh, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> and at that point, I felt like an old man. You're like, dude, I, used to, I got my white belt in karate to that song. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So one of a project that uh, was done in 2005 was called One Red Paperclip. And I don't know if you've heard about this story or not. Yeah. Um, so in, on July 12th, 2005, a guy got a one red paperclip. Not a solo cup. It was just a paperclip. And he started a, a blog and he bartered this red paper clip on Craigslist. And 14 trades later, he decided, hey, I want, or he got a house. Like, it was a paid-for house in some place in Canada. So 14 trades later, started with a paper clip, ended with a house. Uh, so I thought, hey, why don't we do that as, on the show? Yeah. So we're going to start off with something Southern. I tried to look around the house to say, what do Snuff? we have? No. Spittoon? Close. Okay. Uh, how about a mason jar? <laughs> That so, also duels as Mason. a spoon. All right, yeah, spittoon. Yeah. That is true. Um, so we're going to start off with a clear mason jar. We're going to call it the Mason Jar Project. And our goal would be a five-year radio contract. So we're going to try to trade up. You think I, you can I, like, that? I like the sound of that, but I just don't know if you'll like me in five years. <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't think I could ever get sick of you, buddy. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> So, um, so we're going to put it out on the on the Facebook page and on our website and Craigslist. Of course, it's always Craigslist, right? right. We'll probably get called, get killed, or we'll collect a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, meet us in this parking lot with no lighting, and we'll change you this yeah. <laughs> this mason yeah. jar for a DVD player. There you so go. we're going to see how it goes. Keep keep updated on the website once we'll get that going, and we'll put it on Facebook and I guess I have to do, put that on the blog. Oh, yeah, the blog. That would be good. One clear mason jar, the mason jar project. and Check it out. Yep. All right, so as we progress through the rest of the show, I'm going to hand it off to you, my friend. Yeah, I'd like to introduce our guest for this evening. Mm -hmm. Um, His name is Dennis Ray, and we actually know him from church. But the reason why he's on is kind of a – this is kind of a part two to our our last episode with Mm -hmm. the the smoking, uh, the art of smoking. But – Dennis is actually a competition barbecue smoker. Um, some call him the smoking god and the legend of the South. That's what I called him. Yeah, but um, no, we, we've tasted uh, we've tasted several of his products you know, when he brings it to church and events sure. and things like that. And it's very good. So um, we wanted to have him on. Um, his company is called Bad Mother Smokers. Ooh, watch your mouth. Yeah, I have to. I have to think about that before I say it. <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm sure the tongue in cheek is kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a what's intended here. Gotcha. But um, Dennis is actually originally from Johnson City, Johnson Tennessee. City, ironically, so Tennessee. that song. Um, he moved here uh, in 2008. But before that, he uh, he was actually. In the military, so service nation. So thank you for your service, thank Dennis. You, sir. Yes, sir. You're welcome. His his wife also served. That's where they met. Ironically, she was an officer, and he was the gentleman. Oh. So uh, that's how they met and got married, and they have two two beautiful kids now. And um, um, we're just going to talk with Dennis a little bit about um, his company, but also maybe some pointers and things like that he can offer. Sure. So introduce yourself, Dennis. Hello, hello. Like I said, my name is Dennis uh, with Bad Mother Smokers, um, competition barbecue team here in Concord. Been doing it for probably about five years. Something I love, of course, 
barbecue is, is something that's near and dear to my heart. Just basically getting out and enjoying it, cooking. Um, actually being able to cook to a standard. I learned while cooking, while being in this competition um, arena, that I thought barbecue was you just cook it until it fell off the bone. <laughs> Uh, but I've found out over the year there's certain standards. It's that, a cra- yeah, craft. That, yeah, yeah. It, there are certain standards that you do have to uphold. Um, and when you're cooking for certain judges, you, you find that out very quickly what those standards are. <laughs> right. Uh, when you look at your scores, that's for sure. So once again, um, badmothersmokers.com is where you go to his website, check him out and read about him. Also on Facebook. Dennis, uh, what type of smokers do you primarily use? Well, right now I'm actually into two des- two basic types. I use a pellet smoker. Okay. Uh, I've used Traeger for probably four years. Uh, I also use a barrel smoker. Um, pretty much a friend of mine, we rigged one up. Uh, it's an ugly drum smoker. It is ugly. But it, we rig it up. We actually get the charcoal flavor out of that a little bit better than I do with the pellet. But if I've got to actually put my money on it, um, I'm going to roll with the pellet. Hmm. And you talked about the ugly... Yeah, the UDS or up, yeah. upright ugly drum smoker oh, last week. Smoke. Yeah, Very cool. The uh, pellet smoker, I guess. Um, yes. What do you like about it more than the barrel smoker? Well, for me on the pellet smoker, one of the best things is it's, it's going to keep the temperature. Okay. Uh, there's it, there's an uh, auger system in there. There's also a fan system in there. So basically, it is a set and forget type situation. So it's, a, it's a crock pot for smoking. <laughs> yes, it will be. Now I will say that uh, um, you do get a lot of folks out on the uh, the tour who will kind of look down on it because, of course, it is set and forget. But the reason, of course, I did that was I've cooked in a competition when it got down to about 29 degrees. Mm. And there was nothing. There's no recovery from that. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing. The only thing that we could turn in that was probably cooked was the chicken, and it was burnt. So we took it to the other extreme. Um, But the pellet smokers, they maintain the heat. It's going to make it for an easier cook, even for a novice like myself. And uh, none of of the, uh, like the Kansas City or associations or anything like that, frown on pellet smokers or... Actually, no. There's a a lot of guys who've won. um, One guy's name is... uh, Rod, his last name is Envy. He's with the company Rod called... Rod Envy? Yes. <laughs> uh, he's with the company called Pellet Envy. He's actually won a KCBS championship before. That's, that would be like the perfect like porn star name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than Haney from last time. Hanky. Hanky. <laughs> but yes, uh, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of guys out there who will use it. Um, it, it just beats having to fight a fire all night long. Yeah. That, that yeah. is going to be the key. Uh, most of these competitions we go to... It's a 24-hour deal. Mm-hmm. So no one really wants to be up all night long fighting a fire. So really, uh, even the folks who use the charcoal, they're going to use some type of fan system, and that's the main thing that's going to keep the fire alive. Everybody uses them um, in one form or the other uh, because, again, no one wants to be up all night long. Right. What style of, uh, style of QD produce mostly? I mean, obviously, under Kansas City, you have certain – the Kansas City Association, you have uh, their standards that they like. And also, I think well, Memphis has an association now. They uh, do. There's, there's probably about 50 different sanctioning bodies. Okay. Uh, you do have the Kansas City Barbecue Society. Uh, that's one of your bigger ones. Right. Um, then you also have, of course, your Memphis Barbecue Network. I've competed in South Carolina Barbecue mm-hmm. Network, uh, Southern Barbecue Network. All of those guys, they do have small variations on what they do turn in. But for, for the most part, they're all going to do... Some type of ribs, either it be uh, spares or um, loins, 
And then, of course, you're also... Baby back. Baby backs, excuse me. And then also, you're going to have some type of pork. There's some folks that do just whole hog. And then you have some folks that do whole shoulders, and then they progress down from there. Uh, I've done more Kansas City barbecue with those guys. They're going to pretty much come out with the four basic meats. You're going to do your chicken. Uh, There's ribs you turn in. We do a pulled pork. And then we also do brisket. Normally, in those competitions... Uh, if you get in the right competition, I competed in one earlier. There were over 76 teams. Wow. Holy cow. Uh, huge money. Huge money in some of those things. You get guys that come from as far as California to compete in North Carolina. Hmm. Um, Those people that do this full-time careers-wise. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I've spoken with a ton of folks. I mean, they're out there anywhere from 35 to 40 times a year. Holy cow. Um to me, again, I've got a full-time job. This is my hobby. This is fun. If I did it that much, again, it would probably turn into a job, which would not be as fun. Right, but, you, <laughs> but, you, but you've been successful and won some awards. And, yes. And um, it's also in just, what, five years of doing it. So you've you've come a long way because a lot of people, uh, like my, my dad, who uh, in 50 years of grilling out on a charcoal grill can still manage to dry out and burn everything. So. <laughs> It's either he either cooks it too much, too long, or it's just a briquette. So, wow. yeah. so Dennis, what uh, when you find yourself cooking for yourself or friends or family, is there a certain style that you stick to? Like for myself, uh, being from originally from South Carolina and being here in Western North Carolina, I like doing the butts, uh, pork butts. Um, I, I, I do. I've done whole hog, but mm-hmm. I mean, is there a certain style you like for doing for friends and family? Um. I'm actually open to cooking anything. I love to, to, to try anything. Like I said, I had an opportunity to cook those uh, alligator ribs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said, just the, op- the opportunity to cook those and something I've never done, I'll give that a shot. If I'm cooking for my family, they always want the ribs. <laughs> of course. They Who doesn't all, want the ribs? Yep. They always want the ribs. Um, but of course, I've been known. I've, I've done fish. I've done turkeys. Um, you know, we've, we've done the brisket. Seems like every weekend, if... I'm coming out of church. I'm starting that smoker to do something. <laughs> now, the uh, ribs, you, you finish those off just dry rub, or you have a sauce you put on them? Or? Uh, actually, I do use a sauce. Um, for competition, uh, secret, just to let you know, I, w- I will use my sauce that I do have on badmothersmokers.com, mm-hmm. but I'll also mix it with another sauce okay, just to give it a completely different flavor. Most of my ribs that I turn in for competition will be what we call wet, which will have the sauce mm-hmm. on it. Um, dry ribs, I love them. I would rather have all of my meat without sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so, dry ribs. <laughs> There's love. a joke there, but I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yep. Um, but again, like I said, uh, for the family, if I'm cooking them, I'm going to cook the ribs till they fall off the bone. That's what mm-hmm. we love. Uh, for competition, unfortunately, can't do that. I've ruined a couple of shirts of <laughs> judges, I'm pretty sure, when they bite into it and it falls yeah. right on top yeah. of them. Yeah, the, the competition style ribs are totally different than. Domestic domestic home use. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what what is the craziest thing that's happened while you're at a competition? Uh, well, unfortunately, I was disqualified once. Uh oh. Uh, and actually, it was a learning experience. My wife will love this. Um, <laughs> she comes out. She helps. Um, pretty much, she's the one that helps me get everything ready to get turned in. Um, I do all the cooking, and she comes in and does all the looking. I guess. Um, and, <laughs> Isn't that how it always works? Yeah, right? pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, we were in Winston-Salem, and I remember I had my pork there, and we were getting it ready, and she's looking at one clock, I'm looking at the other clock, and neither clock is the official time. Neither one of us is paying attention, and 
I'm sitting there rushing her, talking to her. She's like, oh, it's beautiful. I need to take pictures. I need to take pictures. <laughs> she got to Snapchat it. I'm like, hurry up, baby. Let's go. Let's go. So, of course, we, we take off. We start walking. And we get to the judges' table. We're probably about 10 yards from it. Mm. And the guy's like, hey, come on, come on, come on. And just to show you how regulated it is, I started running. Right. So, of course, I run. I get within 10 feet. And the time is up. Ooh. Even though I'm running to the table, the only thing I remember is the guy taking the clock and just pushing it forward. Down. Mm. He said, sorry, bud, you didn't make it. Oh, no. And um, they call it the walk of shame. <laughs> when you turn around and you walk back to your cook site with the box that you were supposed to turn in, uh-huh. everybody knows what's going on. <laughs> Nobody's they won't even look at you in the eye. Oh, no. You know, everyone just normally looks down. And, down. Well, they probably they probably all, all have been there once, you know. Mm. So. Yes. And, of course, you get those stories, but the, the, I guess the main story out of this was, of course, I look at Debbie, she looks at me, and I'm like, well, I just set it down on the on the thing. I'm like, I'm not carrying it back. <laughs> of course, I'm walking, and she picks it up, and she's following me. Oh, no. And I can just hear everybody just talking about it and everything. And um, that was at a time that... Is my fly down? Yeah. That was at a time that I've been known to snap. Um, but I can honestly say there's probably a turning point in our relationship. We were actually oh, wow. able to work together. There you go. One of the first few times. So I could probably say um, that's probably one of the best things. Uh, one of the craziest, getting caught in a rainstorm. Mm. That's probably the main the main thing. Those guys are also due out there. They'll break out their yeah. moonshine every once in a while. I don't know but, what that's about. Yeah. Like I said, they'll break it out. And you hear them over in the corner. Um <laughs> But those guys are pretty subdued. It's a, it's a big family out there. Even if you've only done it the first time, um, you will get folks come up to you, sit and talk with you, give you pointers. So it is a big family, even though when it's time to compete, it's time to compete. Sure. Right. Um, but that's one thing I have learned. It, it's a it's a big family. So no 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 practical joke stories? You tipped over a porta potty or anything like that on somebody? <laughs> no. Unfortunately, I had a moonshine story a long time ago. <laughs> And I believe I believe it was a setup. So I thought, we'll just leave it at that. I believe it was a setup. <laughs> What's one kitchen utensil that you can't, or gadget that you can't live without? In the kitchen, I would probably say it would have to be my skillet. Hmm. Uh, I do a lot in that skillet. What, what it's a Swiss Army knife, I'm telling yeah. you. I, I've never made a cobbler in that skillet, but I've... Oh, you got to go home and do that tonight. And it's so. probably going to be on the list, but I mean, I've, I can do pretty much anything I need to do in a skillet. But now, I'm, I'm assuming it's a, a, a Electric cast skillet. I- whoa, whoa. Just an electric oh, skillet, up. trust me. Yeah. Uh, we got to get you a, we got to get you a real skillet. Oh, I have a black I, I have a black cast iron skillet. That's my wife's fried chicken skillet. Well, but oh. you, you wipe it out and make your cornbread and a cobbler in it. I think we're going to need to teach him some tricks. I think we're going to need to go over his house tonight and confiscate your electric skillet. <laughs> and so. make a cobbler. <laughs> I am open for that. That's fine. Uh, what's the strangest thing that you've ever seen barbecued? Hmm. Now, you said alligator ribs. How did those turn out? Those are actually good. Hmm. Um, they, they, the biggest difference for me was, of course, you think in regular ribs. So, of course, you try to cut them and bite into them. But the mm-hmm. bones are a heck of a lot different. They're crisscross. Yes. Oh, wow. They are a heck of a lot different. Huh. But those probably the wildest thing would have would have been that the alligator. Yeah, think of that. You got to think of the alligator though. That's a prehistoric animal, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. That you're that you're putting on your smokers. You might as well just put in a velociraptor and let I mean, it go. We, that you might as well break out your loincloth and say yabba dabba do. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, that'd be. That's yeah, my, my first batch of alligator ribs I did turned out like 
nine alarm spicy. So <laughs> I had to back off those the second batch. So. Do you make them too hot to you? <sighs> Yeah, even even the Hispanic guys at the pizza restaurant I took them back to, they were they were like, no, ah, muy, muy caliente, amigo. Wait, wait, uh, the the Hispanic guys at the at the pizza restaurant. Yeah, yeah, all right, that makes sense, right? Yeah, definitely. What's the best barbecue that you had that wasn't your own? Uh, I will go and let you know. I am a fan of almost anybody's barbecue that I'm not cooking. But there's a place back in Tennessee, up in Knoxville, uh, up on Cherry Street. Used to be called Scruggs Barbecue. Mm. Scruggs, yep. And you know Scruggs? Mm-hmm. Wow! It, it was an old hole in the wall slash liquor joint. Mm. <laughs> and, That's good. Um, my dad used to take us there all the time. They closed down about four years ago. Mm. Um, we used to go all, every time we went to Knoxville. There's an institution like Calhoun's. Yep, yeah. yep. a couple other we, places up there. Yeah, we would hit Scruggs. Um, of course, people always ask me what is your style because I'm from North Carolina. They yeah. think you might be a North Carolina style. I've eaten barbecue, Colorado, San Antonio, El Paso, all through Georgia, Alabama. Pretty much my style is all of that. <laughs> I, I Like I said, I'm not just locked into North Carolina style. I'll take what I like out of the North Carolina style, and that's mm-hmm. what I use. But the best barbecue I think I've ever had, Scruggs, hands down, hmm. up what, in what, what made it? What made it so good? To me, just the whole place itself. The, the, uh, the ribs, of course fall off the bone and pretty much how you would serve them bring them out on the tray it'd have uh, the butcher paper that is simple and just a loaf of bread hmm. um i remember you go in there and it didn't ma- it didn't mind if it was the first time i went in there or the last time i went in there they still had the old paps blue ribbon machine <laughs> that, yeah um, the old paps yep the old paps they had a pinball machine still in there it was decorated the same. So it was a nostalgia thing. Yep, it yeah. was decorated the same as it was when I went in. They had pictures of old UT uh, football teams, and they were the same picture. <laughs> same <laughs> exact picture, but just his style. His sauce was great. I believe probably more I, what I got out of that was just a family experience, being there mm. with my family. Of course, it's a memory I'll always have, but I love the barbecue. Nice. What cool. uh, describe just For people, hopefully, will go to your website and purchase your sauce. Describe your sauce and... Uh, the most sexiest terms you can think of. <laughs> the way people get get people hungry. Basically, it's called smoking sauce. It's not your typical barbecue sauce. Um, what I call it is, it's a little sweet heat, tad bit of mango. Um, it's not what you're going to find anywhere else. It's a sauce that can actually be used across the board. I've used it um, to win first place in chicken wing competitions. Mm. I've actually used it in chili. Wow. Uh, Yes. Didn't think about um, that. Yep. Quarter cup of it and, and a pot of chili goes a long oh. way. Basically, that sauce, what I always call it is, it's my sweet sauce. My kids love it. I found out the ladies love it. <laughs> the ladies. The ladies and, sauce. And, and, and that's pretty much what I found out as far as marketing. If you get the ladies and the children involved in it, they're going to yeah, buy that's it. that's right. <laughs> they're going to buy it. But again... It's got the sweet. It's got the heat. It does come in two versions. We have a standard version, and we have actually come out with a hot version now. There you go. To me, my favorite is still the standard version. Um, you can put that on anything. I've even had it on fish. Mm. Uh, our slogan is, of course, you can use that. You two can become the baddest mother smoker on your block. Just <laughs> hey, remember that. I like that. Um, yeah. How many how many runs did it take you to get to the barbecue sauce now? Uh I'm not going to lie to you. We got lucky. How many rest? How many? How many, how many times did it take you to get? Not how many runs did you have? Oh yeah, there were Sorry. lots of runs. Lots of runs. I'm trying to use the lingo, yo. Uh, 
Well, basically, um, I mean, we we got lucky. We got blessed by God. Um, I mean, we basically came up th- with this in one day. Wow. No. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, we played around, we played around, and we went with a, we played around with the sauces ideas. <laughs> and we decided to, we went with a ketchup-based sauce. Hmm. Tasted it. Horrible. <laughs> and um, I said, babe, let's try this. I saw something on the net, and I looked it up, and it was just your basic um, like a, a ham glaze. Huh. Took that, just started adding stuff to it that day, started playing around with it. And before you knew it, I mean, by the end of that day, we had the sauce. Wow. She was not a huge fan of it. <laughs> um, she was also not a huge fan of the name Bad Mother Smokers. Oh, yeah. So I can at least say she's wrong twice. <laughs> the, only, the only two times in your marriage. Yeah, the only two know. times, yeah, she's been wrong twice. And she'll actually admit that. So she'll, get, she'll get your meat there on time, though. That's she right. sure will. She sure no, will. Well, you know, in the smoking competition world, everybody has kind of a tongue-in-cheek or kind of a pun name. So it's the Bad Mother Smokers is very fitting. So. Right. Yeah. A, a lot of those guys, you know, they, they use the names. It's a play on any type of, of words. You're going to yeah. have anything from um, – you know, you got people midnight squealers. Yeah. Um, I like big butts. Yep, like uh, big butts barbecue. There's eat my butts barbecue. <laughs> hey now. Um, of course, like I said, my name came from. I'm a big Pulp Fiction fan, oh. and I was going to go with Pork Fiction. And <laughs> I was sitting there thinking about it, thinking about it, and I remember one of my favorite scenes in the movies when they're sitting in the restaurant and Samuel Jackson's got um, the guy's trying to rob him, and he wanted his wallet back. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, how do I know it's your wallet? And he said, well, it's the one that says bad MF on it. <laughs> and he pulled it out, and that's exactly what it said. And I said, boom, that's the name of the team, Bad Mother Smokers. Nice. And it pretty much it, it's rolled from then. Uh, the second competition I ever competed in, we came in second place in chicken, and I'll never forget, the guy jumped up, jumped up, and he said, bad mother. And you see his whole face just turn red. <laughs> and then I, I go up there and he kind of turns away from the microphone he pats me on the back he says I about messed that up <laughs> so, so do, do you dress up like uh, Samuel in the, in the... I, I had thought about it but that'd I have no John Travolta right now so I, I, I do kind of have a ponytail going so hey that'd be cool Vinny <laughs> I have yet to see that movie, by the way. Yeah, you got to check it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's classic. Anyway, thanks, Dennis, for coming in. Um, once again, everyone, badmothersmokers.com. You can check him out on Facebook. Um, please go down there, go to his website and mm-hmm. purchase some sauce. Go to Facebook and give it a like, and he'll give you some updates. Um, he's also available for local catering here, too. Yes, I am. But I'm also sure if you're listening in California, if you pay him enough, he'll probably come out there. and <laughs> All <cater>. day. <laughs> there you go. He'll even bring his ugly drum. Yep, so. I'll fly coach. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> Dennis, thank you. Thanks for coming in, man. Thank you guys for having me. All right. All right. And don't forget to check us out. We are the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. You can check us out on the web. Yeah, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio now. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe. Listen to our podcast. Please share our podcast around to your friends. Um, and also go to back and check our Facebook page. We'll be posting updates on the Project Mason Jar or mm-hmm. Mason Jar Project. So yep. um, if, you, if you have any good trades, that like you know, if you want to trade a Corvette, yeah, today. That, I mean, that I'll go work. ahead and kind of speed up things a little yeah, bit. So. That would help. Or if you have a radio contract already, just make it easy. We can go. Like, we can get it in two. Right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for joining us for episode four. We appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot, guys. Keep it rolling.
little effects. You can hear Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 